The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. And now, The Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. I am Cam Edwards alongside the lovely and talented Miss E. Yes. Yes. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) I'm distracted. I'm not looking forward to tomorrow. I know. So, yes, we are uh, joining you um, one day before round three of chemotherapy. Uh, Got pushed back a day because of the snowstorm here and the icy roads, and they were opening late, and we were a little worried about uh, you being able to get down there and get home. And get home. Right. So, we pushed it back a day. I know that you were kind of hoping to be able to push it back a week, but, uh, you know, better safe than sorry. We keep you on as close to the schedule is yeah i know as you need to be i know so and and hopefully you know this is the last round and we'll go from here right well it's the last round and then we go and three weeks after this we'll go i go for a ct scan to see if it's working right so and then we'll go from there then we'll go from there yeah so how are you feeling i know this is the big question that i get asked all the time i just feel tired all the time Mostly just tired, just sore, and I'm sitting too much because I'm tired, and I'm sitting too much and I'm knitting, which is good because I've been working on this. It's a a knitting pattern from Knit Picks. Um, You can just go to knitpicks.com. It's a yarn and needle needle store. They sell patterns and all kinds of stuff, but they have a a kit that's called the Hue Shift Afghan, Mm -hmm. and it's got... Eleven or twelve different colors okay. that are knit in mitered squares, and so you knit them in quadrants. So you're knitting it in four sections, and each section has twenty-five squares. Okay. And you're knitting it in strips. So you're knitting the first square, and then you're picking up and casting on to create a strip of five, and then you pick up from the side. So it's kind of addicting because you're changing colors. Um, and the blanks are really pretty. And, and the sections are really pretty, so I can't wait to put it together. It's kind of like if you've seen the pink, all pink, crazy pink um, afghan that I made for my great niece that I posted pictures of back in, uh, I guess, November when I finished it. That's just six pinks and it's not a hue shift but it's the same kind of stitch pattern Mm -hmm. um but this one so it's got like 11 different colors and you're changing colors every square but sometimes it'll be that so for example if you have an a b a you start with a then this next square up would be like a b and then you'd go a c and then a d and then a e and you're constantly shifting so it's going to make a really pretty really pretty blanket when it's all finished i can't wait yeah and uh if you follow miss e at corny goat farm on instagram i'm sure you'll be able to see some works in progress oh yeah i'm always posting things there um and i try to put some pictures up on the facebook page when i remember i'm not as good i'm not i have to get better about that i just we both do facebook in general is just kind of making me annoyed most of the time well you're not alone i mean i i think there's a a growing backlash um and it's kind of bubbling right now but i I think it's i think we're going to see much more of this in 2018 where we're just not happy with the social media we were starting to learn more about uh the uh, real relationship that we have with these companies and you the know. algorithms and how we're mani- being manipulated and it's kind of creepy that i'll look in one search engine for something and the next thing i know like not not literally two seconds later it's showing something related to showing up as an ad on my side and i'm like 
Yeah, I guess they, they, uh, this is that's like a little creepy. These guys are a little like they're stalkers, right? Um, and you know, and some of the people that I'm friends with are just kind of buttheads anymore in their political <laughs> blast. I don't know what's the word blathering. I guess, <laughs> and half the time they don't even know what they're talking about. So it's like, yay! Yeah, we're seeing more and more of that too. I think, unfortunately, yep. the the polarization and the. Uh, siloing where you just you know you silo yourself and you surround yourself with people who uh, agree with you and that's all that you hear about and that's all you hear from and I think I like to think I have a bunch of different people as friends with a bunch of different opinions but some of them are just buttheads we'll see that's the problem <laughs> right and that's and that's the problem is that say butthead you can say butthead okay. yes don't go further than that but okay. you can say butthead um, and, and and I think that that's the problem is that um you know, we recognize on one level that no, it's not good to just surround yourself with people who you agree with. But we're also in that point in time where every time you try to talk to somebody who you don't agree with, it doesn't go, it doesn't, rarely does it go well no, because we don't want, we, we, we recognize the need to have those relationships where you can talk to people you don't agree with, but we don't want to because we prefer yelling at each other, I think, right now, unfortunately. Yeah, it seems like that's the case. It does. Uh, and it's sad and it's probably not going to end well, to be honest with you. No. But, uh, you know, that's, so there you that, go. that is where we are. So, so if you wanted to be interested in following my interesting stuff and food and critters and the non-political stuff that's the um corny goat farm on the instagram page yes yeah the only place i post political stuff on my personal page so yeah i don't care who i offend there's just my friends and family (laughs) 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 and most of them know me anyway they're like oh yeah Look, there's another F-word meme she's posting. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well, it's been another week uh, without much school here on the uh, 40 acres. Yeah. We, at least this time it was it was a real snowfall. Yeah. The last time it was like literally uh, a quarter inch of snow, maybe a half inch of snow, and school was out for close to a week. Yeah. And, right. So three at least this time it was, you know, four to five inches of snow. And we're gonna, still kids are going to be out for three days. Three days and then the weekend. Right. So they're home so five, five days. days. <laughs> they, it's like they went back to school at the right. They went, they had one day in school right from Christmas break. And then they had a five day weekend. Right. And then they had a two day week. And now they have another five day weekend. So, I yeah, know. there's not much education going on. We should on right just now. hold them back a year. <laughs> they should all just get held back a year because there's no way they're going to live, learn anything this month. Hopefully, <laughs> this one, well, this is the new semester, too. So, that's the best thing about how they've switched the, the school year around down mm-hmm. here, which is why we start in the beginning of August. Mm-hmm. So that this, this semester is over at Christmas break. So, everything new starts in January. So, they're just going to have to push it together. And they're probably going to cut some days out of spring break, which is what they did last year. Yeah, they took like the kids got a a two day spring break, which means they had a four day weekend instead of having five days off. Right. So yeah, you know, I'll take that. Yeah, and you know it's funny because I mean it was uh, we got like probably still four inches of snow on the ground. Next week is supposed to be nice, highs in the fifties, close to sixty, couple of days, and lows in the thirties, and then it nice gets and muddy. Yeah, and then it'll get back down in the forties uh, and be a little bit more seasonal. But uh, it's 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 all of a sudden it has dawned on me that spring is sneaking up on us. You know, I saw our friend Liv, who is on Instagram at Dirty Dirty Knees Farm, Farm. right? And she's posting pictures of the seedlings that are popping out. And it's mid-January right now. And I'm thinking, oh, crap, we're already behind again. Yeah. Well, she's trying new things this year, too. She's actually going to try to grow. She's doing like a CSA. Well, she's doing a CSA with the people. 
and then um, she did a seed swap with a bunch of people and got a whole bunch of different types of seeds. So she's trying new things this year. And one of the things she's trying is growing asparagus from seed, which mm. I haven't heard anybody have. I'm wishing her lots and lots of luck on that. Right. It takes a long time to get it going. And usually what you started from was pre-started crowns, yeah. which is kind of like the bulb of the vegetable uh, right, world. Like right. you're starting with a plant that's already started, kind of like with... Um, I planted last year the horseradish and they send you basically they send you tuber roots that you plant in the ground that go forth and multiply mm-hmm. in that space. Hopefully the goats didn't need as too much of the green and I think they'll be okay. I think they'll fall. be alright. Because it's supposed to die off naturally and it, most of it did but the dog that was a dog in the background um, <laughs> but the uh, but the goats managed to eat a lot before I hit it up under some uh, chicken wire. Yeah, so this is, by the way, yes, that was a dog in the background. We have uh, three of the four dogs with us this evening. So the clickety-clackety that you're hearing are the uh, toenails on the floor and uh, the dogs playing. Hopefully we'll be able to get the podcast without it becoming too much of an issue. I'll tell you what, though, why don't we take a uh, timeout? When we come back, we've got some more stories from the 40 Acres. We've also got some uh, uh, sort of, I guess, uh, a farm homesteading news from around the country and we have some thoughts from you as well uh, our email address is always 40 acrefool at gmail.com we will be back in just a moment right after this you're listening to 40 acres and a fool with cam edwards on the blaze radio network Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc. After the pot was seized, Detective Superintendent Paul Barton replied to his post, you know, the Portsmouth right. Cannabis yeah. Input. 10 for 10 for entrepreneurial skills. 0 for 10 intelligence. He was arrested. Yeah, that's Ill- you might want to check the laws in your state. The laws, I don't know what that is. Some states. Advertise your illegal drugs on social media. That's, that's why they, they call, call it dope. dope. The morning blaze. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Uh, and, you know, another sign of, of the impending spring. I got an email this week from our friends at Tractor Supply. This is a very personal email specifically for me, oh, I yeah. think. Yes, they went through all the trouble of designing all these graphics, letting me know about a sales that were going on. It was amazing. <laughs> Apparently, I'm a really valued customer. I guess you are. <laughs> and, uh, and and there are bees available for pre-order from Tractor Supply. I don't remember this before. I remember I've Jicks, never seen bees. But at bunnies, but never. Actually, I don't even. Yeah, bunnies. I remember. Well, bunnies, bunnies is usually not an Easter thing. them selling them inside the tractor supply. It's usually people doing the swaps on Swap. the outside okay. of the tractor Chicks, supply. Though, they always inside. have chick days, right? Um, at tractor supply, and they'll sell and they'll sell, sell ducklings too. But I have never heard of them selling bees before. Yeah, and apparently, I it's, it's only you only order them online, and I guess they ship to store. I wonder if they're selling nooks or if they're selling queens or how I, they're selling them. I don't know. I don't know because that'd be good if it was a nook. A nook is like. It's short for nuclear it's or nucleus, I guess. It's basically a queen and some bees. And you kind of get them started, and then the queen starts laying eggs, and they start making more bees. So you start off with a little miniature community. Um, there was a, a story, I think we talked about it on 40 Years and a Fool a few weeks ago, about a, uh, a, a farm in uh, Sioux City, South Dakota. It's called Wild Hill Honey, and all of their hives were destroyed. 
island. All of them by humans intentionally. Vandals? They were all destroyed. Yes, $60,000 in losses. It was not covered by insurance. Oh, that's horrible. Um, and they have made an arrest in this case now. Two male juveniles. Uh, not identified by police, have been on charge with three felonies, criminal mischief in the first degree, agriculture, animal facilities offenses, and burglar in the third degree, as well as possession of burglar's tools. They are 12 and 13 years old. Oh, for crying out loud, the little brats. Right. Um, they uh, apparently not anticipating any further arrests. The uh, owners of Wild Hill Honey, <clears throat> Justin and Tori Englehart, um, actually, there was, you know, the, the community was ticked off by this, and so they raised tens of thousands of dollars to help this couple. So I think they're going to be okay. They say that they plan to rebuild their business, trying to restock their hives as early as this spring. Perhaps they'll be utilizing the uh, services of Tractor Supply Company Maybe. there in uh, mm-hmm. Sioux City, South Dakota. But uh, Wow. Uh, yeah, it was, I, I know. Sioux City, wait, why Sioux City, Iowa? I don't know. Sioux well, why Falls? Would, why, would kids, why would kids even bother to do that kind of thing? You know, you, you'd like to think, I guess it's, it's, as near as I can figure, you got two basic possibilities. One, they're little psychopaths uh, with no sense of right or wrong. Or two, they're stupid 12-year-olds who didn't think about the repercussions of their actions. You know, it'd be one thing, but here's the thing. Like, it's one thing if, if these were just dumb kids who found, like, a, a wild hive and decided to smash it and destroy it. But no, this, this was, was a, a farm. This, this is was, an apiary. Right. This is, like, sets up of hives and hives and all the stuff that you have for hives. Yeah, exactly. So that's... Obviously in rows or sections, like, planned out. Yeah. Um, so that, that's just a little bit... You know, that, that, that to me... Uh, that's that's rough. So, and this was, by yeah. the way, yeah, Sioux City, Iowa, not Iowa. South Dakota. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I get my Sues mixed up sometimes. I, including the boy named Sue. I get. I'm sucky with geography. Uh, so there you go. Well, we are going to be trying our hand. It looks like at bees this year yes. because we have friends. Uh, one of the closest fr- friends that we've actually met and made over the last five years of living here are moving. They're moving. Yeah, yeah. I'm too far away to like really have a. It'll be a long-distance friendship that'll just kind of peter off and probably only exist through social media and text messages every once in a Missy's while. Missy's uh, way more negative about this than I am. I'm thinking, okay, listen, we can meet halfway. There's some wineries. We can. And we do that with how many people that we left behind three hours ago? Well, we talk about it. And it's been five years and, and we, we talk never about do it. it. Right. So well, we just have to make more of an effort to yeah, do it. Well, whatever. But we're getting there. Uh, we're going to be uh, rehoming their bees here. Yeah, and you have previously gone to beekeeping classes. I did take beekeeping classes with the county's um, beekeeping group. Yeah. And then since then, there's a beekeeping supply store that's opened up that's not, it's within driving distance. So I can just go buy things rather than, I save the catalogs, but the prices might be comparable just to be able to drive up and pick out what I want up there. Yeah, so I'm kind of excited. I am too. uh, I've been wanting to do it. We have. We've talked about it for several years. I even have the perfect spot over there off in the pasture because it's going to be close to the creek Mm -hmm. and it'll get a good day, an all day sun. And it's not within any of the paths of us. Right. So we won't be disturbed. We won't, we won't be bothering them, but they'll be close enough to the garden. They'll be close to the orchard. They'll be close to the woods. So there should be plenty. And they're going to be near, like, 
fields that we let go to um, hay. Mm-hmm. And so there's plenty of pollen and stuff oh, even totally. in that kind of environment. So it should be good. Mixed flavored honey. But yeah, I'm, listen, I'm excited about it. And, and the hives that uh, we're getting were really, really productive. Yeah. Last year, I, I forget how many cords they got, but I mean, it was, to me, it sounded 40? like an insane amount Something. of honey. Something. They got a lot of honey. Yeah. And that was, and they inherited this from like a father-in-law. So right. we're kind of the third home for these bees. Yeah. And so. I feel really good about it because I mean, you know, this is still an issue in terms of, you know, pollinators. Right. So right. I'm glad that, uh, that we're doing it and I'm looking forward to it. And so we'll have more uh, bee stories. And we can make mead. We can make mead. Although I've heard that mead really isn't all that great. No. Well, maybe I'll figure out a way to make beery better mead. I don't know. <laughs> my, now, my favorite beer, the Mad Elf Ale from Trogue's Brewery, has honey and cherries and chocolate. And so maybe so, we can brew a beer with honey in maybe. it. Maybe. Not necessarily make mead. But and then I again, that's... The, uh, the, the, the dogfish brewing, the uh, the ancient ale, uh, also has some honey in it. There's honey is in a lot of things. Honey is antibacterial, anti microbial it's good for your gut it's good for your skin if you get a burn or a boo-boo it's good for that i mean there's a lot of things that are that honey is good for now they're selling the propolis is something for your skin they've always had the royal jelly out there for Mm -hmm. a a good earthy natural medicine so to speak (laughs) so um our friends who are giving us the bees also gave us this little bit of history oh in a board uh, game in a board game yes this is now if you look this up you'll be able to find it it's called public assistance why bother working for a living it was a board game that came out in 1980 um it has been written about in such articles as 13 horribly offensive board games of the past by buzzfeed uh and you know i mean again it's buzzfeed but uh uh, it was a very controversial game when it came out. And the uh, I, back in 2009, I think, of the American Thinker, the, uh, the guy who actually developed this game um, wrote an article about it. And it, it's, it's a really weird game, I have to say. It's, it looks very complicated. It looks really, really complicated. You so, have a path of either public assistance or working. Yeah. And so there's different areas of the board that you take that path. Yeah, the object for the players is to accumulate as much money as possible in 12 trips around the board. Every trip around the board is supposed to represent a, One, a month. A month. You start with $1,000 at the welfare office on the able-bodied welfare recipient's promenade. <laughs> and then you collect money by having out-of-wedlock children, by playing the lottery, by gambling, drawing welfare benefit cards, stealing hubcaps, making uh, side trips into, uh, quote-unquote, Saturday night crimes, drug dealing, gambling, prostitution, and armed robbery. <laughs> Sounds so, like my old neighborhood. <laughs> so some of the, uh, and I, I have some of the cards here. Uh, let's see, these are some of the welfare benefit cards. Uh, Your teenage brother is caught shoplifting and is released in your custody. He teaches you tricks of the trade. Steal $400 worth of merchandise. Oh, geez. Um, Let's see. HUD sponsors a pilot welfare project in your area. Receive $500 consulting fee. Uh, National Endowment for the Arts accepts your proposal for experimental filmmaking. Your theme, The Limits of Pornography. Receive a $900 grant. We've got dogs fighting as well here. Uh, You pour grape Kool-Aid on the refrigerator motor and order new refrigerator from the welfare office. Collect $400 or the cash equivalent. 
Right. Starting to get the idea as to why this is one of the more controversial board games out yeah, there. I can see that. So um, if you are able to uh, uh, land on a get a job square, then you have to move out of welfare promenade. And there's like this board game within a board game. It's another it's another that you're taking the working loop. person's path. And right. You have it's called the working person's rut there. Uh, you get cards like. Children need new shoes for school. Pay fifty dollars, or let's uh, see. So here's another one. Uh, uh, here, you read that one. Uh, JCs recognize your tireless, dedicated service to the community. You are presented with Citizen of the Year award at a formal banquet. Pay a tuxedo rental of fifty dollars. <laughs> um, fix leaking roof. Pay a hundred dollars. Health insurance premium due. Pay two hundred dollars. Surprise! Your job is funded by the federal government. Collect $100 from every other purse player in the working person rut. So you're taking money from other people. There's a lot of pay here. Pay this, pay that. That's yeah. funny. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a really weird game. I, I don't know if anybody's actually ever <laughs> played the game. Are you laughing at the dogs? I'm laughing you're at this card I just crazy. read. What, okay, what's the card that you just Your read? Your daughter brings home new ethnic boyfriend. Pay hospital bills wow. as a result of the incident. $150. Oh, wow. Right? The ethnic boyfriend. Yeah, that's Hey, little, you had one of those. An ethnic boyfriend? <laughs> and then, yes, and then I did. Thankfully, him. nobody went to the hospital as so, a result of being introduced to him. So, like, that's the thing. Thing, right, I mean, like this is this guy is kind of weird to me because this was obviously considered a right wing game. I would say really far to the right wing in 1980. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, you are quote unquote right wing now, although I would consider you more a conservatarian. And again, you were somebody who, not too many years after 1980, had a black husband. You had biracial kids. That would have. And you weren't a conservative back then. No. It would have been really hard for you to have been a conservative back then. Oh, yeah. Why would Because I? of attitudes like this. Oh, yeah. I know. Exactly. Like Because of attitudes like that. Right? Yes. Oh, yeah. We had dealt with racists on both sides of our family. It was really oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. They were just as bad about how much they didn't like white people as some of the pan white people in my family were about how they didn't like black people. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was interesting. And it was uh, nine... I met him when I was 16. Yeah. We were a couple until I was 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a long time. It is. We've been together longer. Yes, we have. <laughs> We've been together way longer. <laughs> but that was a long-term relationship, and yeah. I knew that going in, that you had had a long-term relationship before. I mean, you're nine years older than me. I was to be expected. Yes. But uh, mm-hmm. I also knew that we would last longer. Yes, we have. It's been 20 years. I know. Plus now. We're so in the year 21. Yeah. So anyway, just a really strange... Uh, a board game, and then, like I said, like an artifact of, of history, and not a great one. But I, uh, I think it's hilarious. And I was on welfare for five years. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> it's here's the thing: like the the whole concept of you know welfare versus the working man burden. That's fine. I just think it was a little gratuitous to, uh, you know, have, again, like the... Uh, there was also something about an ethnic lawyer. There was a card I saw there. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like, there's just some of the stuff that you're just like, okay, crazy racist uncle, you know? Yes. Oh, right? yeah, totally crazy racist uncle. All right, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, we have more news from the 40 Acres and beyond. So stick around. We'll be back with more Cam and... Oh, not Cam and Company. We'll be back with more 40 Acres and a Fool right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. 
40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, welcome back here to 40 Acres and a Fool. Cam Edwards, Miss E, and... Howdy. News from the... Uh, uh, the European Parliament. Oh, why? Uh, I saw this story a couple days ago. Uh, tensions flare over electric fishing in European waters. Uh, the European Parliament voted this week to ban a type of electric fishing that has demonstrated environmental benefits because, because uh, basically, because they say it's, it's still not the way that they want these fish to be caught. Um, so basically it's called pulse trawling mm-hmm. and it's, they're doing something very similar in Virginia on the James river for catfish. Mm-hmm. So what they've determined is that there are some species of fish that are more susceptible to an electric shock than others. So if you send this low grade current through the water, you'll only stun some particular fish. Okay. Like and catfish. Like catfish. And other fish will not be affected or not be as affected. Okay. So you can zap the water and all the catfish will float up stunned. You scoop them up and then you're on your way. That's well, kind of cheating fishing, isn't it? It is. And if we had a, you know, endangered number of catfish, that well, might be an issue. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's really not an issue. They're an invasive species in the in the James River, and so it's 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 good to get them out. Oh, okay. So the state of Virginia has actually said, "Have at it, go to it, okay. get as many catfish as you want." In um, uh, in the EU, it's these Dutch fishermen, and so what they're doing is they're not actually getting out there and, and getting a catfish, um, but it's more like. Um, bottom uh, fish, sole and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so they'll actually kind of like rake the the sand at the bottom of the ocean with this low pulse. And then the net is above. So the fish gets done. They kind of float up and they float into the net okay. as opposed to the other way of doing it, which is dragging a net along the bottom of the ocean floor, which does a lot more damage to the ecosystem. Right. Has the tendency to scoop up non, other, right. you know, the fish that you don't want and other things. And trash. Yeah. Um, and so the EU, you know, they, they basically said, no, we don't want you to do this. We want you to try to do some other uh, uh, method. Um, even though there's no real, like, I, I don't know, it doesn't sound like the, the other method is, is particularly viable, particularly useful, mm. or, or being used here. And I thought this was so weird because, you know, again, you've got um, the environmental benefits. Apparently the only, the, the only issue, this is from Science Magazine, they said last year a working group of the International Council for the Exploration of the Seas highlighted harm to large cod and whiting as the only known irreversible effect. Although not many cod are accidentally caught by pulse trawlers, about 10% of them suffer vertebral fractures and hemorrhages when their muscles overcontract from the shocks. Uh, initial laboratory research in other organisms has not shown lasting serious effects, but the group says questions remain, for instance, about the effects on sharks and rays. Uh, nevertheless, a fisheries biologist uh, and co-chair of the ISIS working group, Adrian Rinsdorp, said we know enough to continue with pulse trawling in the present context. And they're not going to. They banned it. They didn't even just like vote to limit it. They voted to ban this in the EU. That doesn't make any sense. No. So I'm I'm curious if now I want to do more research about what we're doing here in Virginia uh, with the catfish, and I'm curious how many other states are are actually starting to move in this direction, mm-hmm. and our environmentalists kind of freak out about yeah. that. I don't know if you saw the story this week about you know fish feeling pain. Did you see that? 
I thought fish didn't have any feelings. Well, you know, PETA has been on this kick for years and years and years. And I, I, I honestly, I've only read the headline. I haven't read the story. But uh, uh, the headline was, you know, fish feel pain. So, and does that change no, I'm anything? Still gonna eat them. You're still going to eat them? I'm sure cows feel pain. I'm going to eat them, too. Yeah. Uh, and pigs feel pain. I know they feel pain because when they get zapped by an electronet, they, they squeal, squeal and run. <laughs> and I know that's got to hurt. So, <gasps> but I still eat them. Yes. Speaking of uh, pigs, we should do a, a check-in, just a rundown of every uh, critter. The, the the chickens apparently are loving the cold weather because oh we're my, getting so many eggs right now. It's insane. We get at least eight to ten eggs a day from 12 hens. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. In the winter, egg production is supposed to go down <laughs> in the shorter days. And we have the summer. opposite. We have no eggs all <laughs> darn summer. And now in the freezing cold, we have to make sure that we're checking for eggs every day. Because one day crack. I checked, we had 15 eggs. And four of them were cracked because they froze. Right. Um, but yeah, so on the counter, 37 eggs. <laughs> we're having breakfast for dinner tomorrow night. I think I'll have to make an angel food cake and make up some deviled eggs before I uh, get sick and don't want to cook. <laughs> So, yes, the uh, the chickens are doing fantastic. Uh, the pigs are actually doing okay, considering the snow on the ground. Everybody's, you know, hanging in there and uh, making sure that we, we get water for them every day. And they're rooting around in the snow and uh, grabbing... Uh, the food where they can. Sorry, we've got uh, Zelda kind of sniffing around here, and she's in a chewy uh, stage at the moment. No. So any any stray wires or anything, I yeah. don't want her to get access to. No. The goats are doing well, although it's a little confusing because I thought you kind of thought too. I think. Well, I think I'm. I think I'm seeing more bulge. So I think everybody is knocked up. Okay, we were we were it's having hard our to tell doubts with for why because she's the biggest one, and we're. Still looking at um, March, yeah, for babies. Yeah, but they were looking like plump, and then they weren't looking so plump, and we're like, okay, are they? Are they not? I think they still are. I think they're still looking pretty plump. If they were, if they were human, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go up and say like, oh, when are you due? You'd be like, are they fat or are they pregnant? (laughs) Exactly. So right now we're at the, and and I know you can get a blood test if I wanted to spend money to have my vet come and get them all, but I don't because I don't (laughs) really care if they are or they're not. Is not a business for us it's a it's actually a pain in the butt to have to deal with having the babies because i really just want to milk the goats but i gotta have the babies so in order for the mommies to make the milk so yes. but the good thing is this year chico our herd sire is a runty little funky polka dotted crazy brown splotched mm-hmm. little nigerian dwarf who came with papers now zelda ate his papers so i have to call and get another copy of the certificate <laughs> however his children and three of our other goats offspring will all be paperable registerable with That's the good. with either the um the it's a Never mind the clanging in the background, by the way. that's Yeah, there's a goat. (laughs) There's like an American Goat Society and there's American Dairy Goat Association or something. Okay. Um, So they can be registered with either. Chico's with the dairy. Chico's with the American Goat. And I've had better luck with them. Mm -hmm. I actually sent in Mr. Freckle's papers so I could do a transfer of sale because he was registered with the Virginia Dairy Goat Association. Mm -hmm. I just realized going through all my paperwork, they never gave my certificate back to me. They oh, never wow. mailed me back the ownership certificate that I got for Mr. Freckles. 
And really? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, well, this is late in the game. I got to see if I can find proof of the fact that they never sent it to me. <laughs> but wow. whatever. Hopefully I'll be able to get the daughters registered without, because I know I've got at least a photocopy of his original paper that he came with. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we're going to uh, step away for just a minute or two. Um, we'll come back and we've got some emails to get to. I, I did have one email that uh, is, is fairly quick. Tyler uh, writing in, he says, I was just finishing the second most recent episode when I had an idea. If you ever had to move to the city, the podcast could continue with only a small tweet to the title, 40 Fools an Acre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So that's an actually, that's a brilliant suggestion, Tyler. I hope that we never, ever have to use it. Never, ever, never. So thank you so much. We've got more of thoughts from you. The email address is always 40acrefool at gmail.com. And we'll be back with another segment of 40 Acres and a Fool right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something, and progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, uh, checking in from the mailbag, the, the electronic mailbag here at uh, 40 Acres Some and a Fool. Some pictures of tomatoes. Yes, Michael uh, forwarded this to us, the final days of Tomato Fest heirloom tomato seed sale. This is through January 19th, so unfortunately, if you're listening, you're probably out of luck here. Yeah, but, uh, sorry. Uh, the annual heirloom tomato seed sale designed to reach the newsletter subscribers. I don't think that we belong to Tomato Fest newsletters. I've never heard of it. Right? I right. need to get on their list for next year. Yeah. From our online heirloom tomato seed catalog of more than 650 tomato seed varieties. No way. There's that many types? Right? They're I mean, currently... I thought I had a lot when I had 28 last year. I, I don't think I could fit 600 in the garden. No way. Not even if I put one plant <laughs> each type. So, uh, and they say tomato seeds will last three to five years if stored properly. Uh-huh. So, um, well, you might have to take a look at this tomorrow, and uh, and then we'll we'll, we'll make a list uh, next, tomorrow night. Well, have to order it tomorrow. You're just gonna have to go off on your own and do it. Yeah, the the sales done tomorrow and then in the next podcast we'll talk about what you ordered yeah okay we can do that so look for some stuff for the uh for the containers for like the front garden space. yeah they have in they have even have indoor container collections oh rainbow tomato collections somewhere Novelty. we'll find it the rainbow <laughs> tomato collection <laughs> the tomato i can't sing it, can't sing tomato. it. no you can't sing it don't sing it there you go <laughs> Uh, tomatofest.com, by the way, is the uh, email address. So appreciate that. I, I love finding more tomato spaces. Um, Me too. Right. Rob, uh, also writing in from Lake Charles, Louisiana. We had friends in, uh, we had a friend from Lake Charles, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob says, sometimes a plan comes together. I built a small boat, says Rob. I started with an idea rather than detailed plans and specifications. Perhaps, he says, like Missy's woodworking projects, I knew that some details would be worked out as they arose. It's like your move to the country, he said. We would never start a journey if we had to know every detail in advance. Planning is folly at some point. The only certainty is that reality will overtake our plans. So we set out on faith. We trust that our plans will work out. And most of the time they do. 
but with a twist. Just ask an honest cook if the dish they served was exactly what they had planned. Right? Yeah, sometimes. Most of the time it works out for me. Most of the time it works out for you, but it never, uh, rarely does it uh, work out exactly as you know you had planned it to be. You always end up adding a little something here or there, or it cooks a little bit sooner than you were anticipating. No, right? most of the time it always works out exactly as I planned exactly. it. Exactly. Pretty much, to yeah. The, to the dot. Well, I don't actually plan to the dot. Okay. So, yes, my dinners and dishes come out exactly the way I want them to. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rob says, I built a small touring kayak. Came together, and I learned a lot in the process. All this came to mind, he said, as you mentioned, Emmitsburg, Maryland. There's a small airport nearby, and I used to fly over Mount St. Mary's in a glider. If you were at the height of the statue, then it was time to pray <laughs> or to visit a farmer's field. We've never left anyone up there in the sky, but we often come down in unexpected places. It'll work out one way or the other. Best wishes for your good health, Missy, and your success. I hope your plans and faith bring you to a safe and happy landing. Bob <laughs> from uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, Thank you. who we last heard from uh, last July. Oh? Yes. Wow. July of 2017, he said, I was listening to you and Missy talk about woodworking, <laughs> and you touched on a larger truth. I appreciate what I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, Rob, thank you for uh, checking in once again. Please don't let it be a year and a half before we hear from you, but uh, it was great hearing from you this time around. And Missy e is... July 2017? Uh, That's just six months ago. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right. <laughs> We're big with math. <laughs> late. The smell of dog, <laughs> dog farts, farts is, is oh really God. throwing me off yeah. right now. It so. really is bad. We yeah. need to wrap this up. We do. Whew, man, that is awful. Alright, so I'm going to go walk some dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, yeah, that can't be good for your lungs, so... <laughs> You go do something. Uh, and in the meantime, I, I should let you know, we will, I'm, I'm trying my best, trying my best to do a podcast every week, but I'm going to be on the road next week. So I uh, miss he's going to be under the weather. So I don't know that we'll have a podcast next week. I will do my darndest to get one in from the road, but it might be two weeks before we speak again. So in the meantime, be safe, have fun. Live a little, learn a lot. Follow Missy e on Instagram at Corny Goat Farm. You can follow me on Instagram at Cam Edwards. You can follow me on Twitter at Cam Edwards. I've been better about the social media stuff. And uh, I'm going to be trying to do better about social media on Facebook as well at Corny Goat Farm. So thank you for tuning in. Be safe, have fun, live a little, live a little, yeah, learn a lot. You said that twice. And we'll That's see good. you soon. You learn a lot twice. With more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.